Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Monday, welcome into Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius, Sirius XM Channel 80. No Canty, no Carlin today, but we have Stats and Smalls. We're going to keep the alliteration going. Michelle Smallman and Rob Stats Guerrero here with you. Stats, so great to work with you again. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, and we still don't have a Chris problem on the program today. We do not, because we are going to have Chris Canty, the host of Canty and Carlin, join us at 5 o'clock Eastern time. We're also going to talk a little baseball with Chris Burke. So we've got two Chris's on the show today. Um, and stats at the open, you hear them saying, we you we don't have any take problems. And we may have a take problem today because we're going to give our top five wide receivers in the NFL. And these lists that I've been hearing across ESPN radio today have been all over the place. This is a controversial countdown in the top five NFL wide receivers. I didn't realize like that it was this debatable. I didn't think there was much of a, of a debate. People are leaving Justin Jefferson off the list. I don't know what? what's going on. I don't know, but we're going to get into that later in the show. You're not going to want to miss that, and we're going to get you in on the conversation as well. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. After you hear our list of our top five NFL wide receivers, I'm sure you're going to have some take issues with it, so we want to hear from you. Feel free to give us a call. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. But stats, we have to start today with the NBA, specifically with Damian Lillard. We were all waiting to see what Portland was going to do with that number 3 overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft, who they were going to take, how it was going to affect Damian Lillard and his future. And instead of trading that number 3 pick, maybe going out and getting Dame some veteran help, the organization picked up Scoot Henderson they were looking towards the future and now we're wondering how this affects Damian Lillard. He has stated explicitly that he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuilding situation, but we know he's also been very, very loyal to the organization to Portland. And there are reports today that Damian Lillard and his agent, Aaron Gordon, they're meeting with the team today to discuss the franchise's directions. That's from Chris Haynes and League Sources told NBA on TNT that. So when you look at this situation stats, what do you think Damian Lillard's future holds. I think the Blazers should just move on. I, I like don't be in limbo. I hate uncertainty in life, no matter what it is. Even if the news is bad, just tell me now. Right when you apply for a job, right, you click apply, and then you just have to sit there and wait and hope to hear <laughs> back. I would rather get an immediate no than have to sit there for three, three and a half weeks. I cannot deal with that. If you're the Blazers, just make the decision. Don't leave it up to Dame. Make the decision yourself. Hey, you know what? We tried. It didn't work out. We're going to give you a chance to get your ring and continue your career somewhere else, and we're going to build this thing up with Scoot and the resources that we have here. I don't like uncertainty. Pick a a decision, a direction, and move on. I get you. I don't like to wait around either. I When people say good news or bad news first, always give me the bad news. Yes. I would rather know right out of the gate. And Portland kind of did 
put their flag in the ground, so to say, and pick a lane by going with Scoot Henderson. They knew that that was the best choice for the organization overall, and they were hoping that Damian Lillard might be inclined to stay and play with him, see how a fit would be. Maybe they could go out and make some sort of ancillary move. However, I look at Damian Lillard directly in the driver's seat here, and I know that he's been so loyal to Portland and to this organization, but at some point, this is... I look at Bradley Beal. He had the same situation in Washington. He was so loyal to the Wizards, stayed probably longer than he should, knew that he wasn't going to get a chance to contend. If I'm Damian Lillard, I am looking around the landscape of the NBA and I'm saying I'm watching all of the other stars in the league move around like chess pieces, pair up and get put in situations that put them in a position to win a ring. And if I'm Damian Lillard and I'm having this conversation today with my agent and the team, I'm expressly telling them that. I'm saying you guys made your decision and drafting Scoot. I respect it. I understand you have to do what's best for the team long term. And even though I have been a ride or die for you guys for a long time, it's my turn to make my decision and do what's best for me. And that's going somewhere else and putting myself in a best the best position to win. And there's no like extra points for staying with one team for your whole career. If you win a title, your championship doesn't it's not worth more. I, I just think that that is something that used to happen a long time ago, and so we we like think it's good. It's really not. Damian Lillard didn't choose the Blazers, right? They drafted him. He mm-hmm. wasn't up to him where he went. He doesn't owe them any loyalty whatsoever. If I'm Dame, I want to move on, and if I'm the Blazers, I want to move on. Yeah, loyalty in the NBA is kind of the outlier these days, right? Like a Bradley Beal that was so loyal to Washington for so long or a Damian Lillard that's been so loyal to Portland. When you look around at all these other star players that the second they get a whiff that it might not be a good situation (laughs) or they might not be a playoff team, they're forcing their hand. They're forcing their way out. So I, I respect that these guys are different and that they have wanted to give the team the runway to build around them and to give them a chance to to win, but at some point you've got to you've got to read the tea leaves and figure out what the best move is for you. I agree. No one when they when you look at Kevin Gar- uh, Garnett's career, no one says, "Well, he won a championship, but he did in Boston. He didn't do it in Minnesota." <laughs> Nobody cares. It doesn't matter how you got one; just that you got one. And not only that, after LeBron joined the Heat and and had the big three there, and Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it's not going to be a knock on Damian Lillard if he already joins a team that's kind of turnkey. So many of his of his colleagues around the league have already carved the path for him. So he will definitely not take a lot of heat. If anything, it will be kind of the way I think a lot of us view Chris Paul at this stage in his career. Or again, a Bradley Beal, where we're like, hey, you have done your part. You have tried to win in different places. It hasn't worked out. But as you're looking down the the back nine of your career, you got to get it done. But there's a lot of talk stats about where Damian Lillard could play this season. But where will he play this season? Here's our ESPN NBA reporter, Nick Friedel. If I were putting money on it right now, I would still say Portland because that's all he's ever said to me, to everybody in the the media who covers the NBA. I want to be there. I want to play in one jersey. I want to find a way to make it work with the Trailblazers, and I'm at peace with the fact that I may not win a title there. But it's one thing to say that over the next couple of years, and it's another thing to go, okay, you can get to seemingly wherever you want if you force Portland's hand. What we're going to find out here, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, whenever he decides, it's how badly does he want to win a title. 
And stats, that's what it all comes down to. Yes, publicly, he has said nothing but I am loyal to Portland. This is where I want to be. I don't really care if I win a title. But I just wonder as he's watching all of the other players in the NBA move teams and he's watching them put themselves in a better position to win. And then Portland goes and they draft Scoot number three overall. If that's shifted his mindset at all. I could understand that a little bit. And look, no matter what industry you're in, you're always going to look around at your peers. What they do is going to have some effect on you. I really think so. And it wouldn't shock me if he looked around and said, hey, you know, maybe maybe I can make that work for me also. And do it. I say do it. Look at Chris Paul with the Warriors, right? Mm -hmm. If he wins a title this year, you think he's going to be like, oh, man, I really wish I I won in Charlotte or Phoenix (laughs) or... Oklahoma City. No, he just wants one. So if you're Dame, I say do it. And if you're the Blazers, I think that's the best thing for the long-term future of your franchise as well. Well, is right now the perfect time for Damian Lillard and Portland to part ways? Here's our ESPN NBA analyst, Tim Legler. It would actually be the perfect timing for Portland for him to move on now that they do have the heir apparent as a guy that's going to be a similar type of player with uh, you know, a ball-dominant point guard that's going to put up big scoring numbers. It's very similar to what Damian Lillard has done with them for them for the last 11 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat where I literally will not be shocked either way that it goes down, but I'm leaning toward Damian Lillard at some point here in the foreseeable future asking out of Portland and, and playing somewhere else next season. Stats, isn't it so interesting that we have so many conflicting viewpoints on this? You have Nick Friedel who says, hey, hey, he's never said anything else other than the fact that he wants to stay in Portland. I think he's going to remain there. Then you have Tim Legler saying right now is the perfect time. If they are ever going to cut the cord, they've got to do it now. And not only that, but if you are going to trade Damian Lillard, you're running out of time to do it, right? The sand is falling out of that hourglass. He's what, 33 years old, I think? 32, 33. So, like, he's not going to have – he's only going to lose value going forward. So now is the time to do it because every day or year that you wait, your return gets smaller and smaller. When you said sand of the hourglass stats, I thought of, like, sand from the hourglass. Those are the days days of our our lives. lives. Did you ever watch Days of Our Lives? I did watch Days of Our Lives. When you were homesick as a kid, that's the only thing on in the middle of the day. I watched a little little Stefano and Marlena (laughs) back in the day on Days of Our Lives. That is an um, talk about a great run. Days of Our Lives is one of the all time running shows. And um, yeah, when I stayed home sick, it was Days of Our Lives. But I have to admit, I was more of a Jerry Springer girl. You know, give me some Doritos. Give me a fountain (laughs) Coca-Cola. My parents aren't home. I'm turning on Jerry Springer. I need to know who the father is. (laughs) Let's get to a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. If you want to weigh in on what you think Damian Lillard's future should look like. Here's David in North Carolina. David, what's your take? Hey, guys, how y'all doing today? Good. We're great. Thanks so much. I was actually thinking that Dame should get out of Portland. And I hear a lot of people and a lot of chatter, especially in the morning shows, about Dame going to Miami and about how it makes sense. But what would a trade package need to look like from Milwaukee to pair him with Giannis for the last couple years of his prime? I think that would be a great combination, and it would give Giannis a secondary scorer who can – punish from the outside while he takes in the lane. And I was wondering what your guys' thoughts are on that. 
Stats, that's one I hadn't really considered. We hear so much about Miami and what a good fit Dame would be there and how the the lore of going to a team that was just in the NBA Finals might be enough for him to want to leave Portland. And I would imagine if he wants to leave, he's going to a place where he knows he has a legit shot to win a championship. So if they could move the puzzle pieces around in Milwaukee, I imagine they'd be in part of the conversation. That just from a pure storyline narrative standpoint, that's an unbelievable combination. <laughs> if you have Giannis and you have Dame in Milwaukee, I think you the only way I could see it working, you got to have a third team involved somehow, some way. Because if you don't have that, I, I, I just don't know how you would make it work, especially with Middleton opting out. Now, we've talked about Miami. We've talked about a little bit about Milwaukee. Is there anywhere else outside of Portland that you think might be a good fit for him? I think... I think Miami is is the best. I don't. So do I. I don't really know. Are other teams like breaking down the the Blazers' door to get him? Maybe they are, but I don't know. I I don't know if the market is necessarily as huge as you would think on your first reaction. So everything that I'm reading stats is all Miami, and that there might be mutual interest there. The Athletic had the report that if Portland's not going out to sign elite talent, that this might be Damian Damian Lillard's last days in Portland, and it just seems as if that is too much of a fit with Miami, not only from a talent standpoint, from a competition standpoint, but also from a we can get this done, we have the pieces to get it done to make it appealing on both sides. Now, that's a good point. And I just, look, it's not that complicated sometimes, right? Sometimes the low-hanging fruit is the sweetest. Call up Miami, call up Pat Riley, and get this thing done. And you know what? If you need to extra draft picks, just call Oklahoma City. They've got about 50,000 of them. <laughs> They'll probably throw in a couple. I, I feel like when there's a will, there's a way, right? Make this thing work and let's move on. Well, we're talking a lot about Miami. Let's head to Ben in Florida. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Ben, do you want to see Damian Lillard get to the Sunshine State? Yeah, absolutely. As a Heat fan, I think this is best for both parties. He's not going to win in Portland. They need to rebuild. I think the Heat offer the perfect amount of assets and, and, and players where he can build around Scoot Henderson. And Dame's already done his time there. And I think the Portland Trailblazers organization fans will understand this is the best-case scenario. You come to the Heat, he's already real close with Bam. They've got the players in place, and there's no other spot where you can come in and win right away. They're just one piece away. As you saw their shortcoming, they did pretty well against the Nuggets, holding that firepower into the low 90s in a couple of games, but they just couldn't score enough. And I think you put him on this Heat team, I think they win it all next year, barring any major injuries. So I think this is best for both him and his career, and I think it's going to happen probably in a couple weeks or so. Thanks so much for the call and stats. Yeah, imagine Jimmy, Bam, and Damian Lillard. That's a pretty solid big three. You're not going to be the eight seed with that combination (laughs) next year. I'll tell you that right now. I I would love to see it. I would love to see Jimmy Butler just get, you know, I don't want to call Damian Lillard like a sidekick because he's definitely not, but like, you know, another alpha, so to speak, in Miami because there's always been this feeling with Jimmy Butler that he is doing it all by himself and that he has to carry so much of the load. You put Dame there, obviously, that completely changes things. Although I do wonder, Michelle, would there be a little, you know, conflict like, hey, heater down by one, three seconds left, who's getting the ball? Because I know Damian Lillard's not going to want to give it up and Jimmy Butler certainly is not going to want to give it up. Oh, I still have to defer to, to Jimmy. I don't know about you. And I and I know you can't really go wrong either way. True. But playoff Jimmy, I think I'm going there. And you know what else stats that just crossed my mind? 
Damian Lillard is is as we've talked about such a loyal guy. He is a guy that that buys in to what the organization is saying. Imagine him in Heat culture. Imagine Damian Lillard. He he seems like a guy that would just fit in seamlessly with Jimmy and Bam and Eric Spolstra and everything that they preach there. When you talk about the intensity level that they have on the Heat, when you talk about the compete level, you talk about keeping it even keel, always wanting to bet on yourselves, never feeling like you're down. I just can see Damian Lillard's personality and his ethos fitting in there so well. When your best players are your hardest workers, mm-hmm. that's when your, your team is is great and your culture is great and the heat have that already and i totally agree damian lillard would fit right in with that and that's part of it too especially in an nba locker room where one or two guys really set the tone for everybody you got to have everybody on the same page and they, everybody would be pulling in the same direction in miami if that did happen let's take another phone call lance in ohio thanks for calling lance what do you got hey guys how you doing today we're good, good thanks that's good man so the obvious choice is Miami. Everybody says that. But he said something about the Brooklyn Nets, and I don't think they're in a better position than Portland is. So for him to bring up Brooklyn, it kind of just makes me feel like there's guys in the league saying, hey, let's go to Brooklyn and let's do what KD and Kyrie couldn't do. And that's just how I feel I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Lance. Ooh, the club horns. What's up? Sorry, I'm a Nets fan, so I like anytime <laughs> someone's going to bring up the Nets and Damian Lillard, I'm I'm going to be Eric's down with defense, it. In defense, the Nets haven't had a reason for the reggae air horn in a long time, so he had to do it. You know what? Fire it again. You deserve it. <laughs> Here's my question, though. As a Nets fan, maybe you could answer this. What's what's the package that you get Damian Lillard? Exactly. Yeah, the guy he wants to play with, uh, McCall Bridges, he would have to be in that package. So doesn't really... Uh, not really out there, stats. I don't, I don't really know what he's thinking, putting the nets out there, because everybody doesn't think that they don't have the assets to get him back. I feel like that's the big problem. It's like whatever trade you work out for Lillard, whatever you have to include to get him is going to take away his reason for wanting to play there in the first place. That's why you need a third team in there, because otherwise I just don't know if it works. Let's take another call. Brian in Auburn. What's up, Brian? What do you have for us? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, I've really enjoyed your all's topics and whatnot, but I was extremely disappointed when I heard that when you guys were homesick, you watched Days of Our Lives and Jerry Springer. How could you skip out on Bob Barker and The, the Price, Price is right. right? Oh, that was in the next generation too. generation will never understand the value of bidding for a dollar. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> a showcase showdown was a huge part of my youth. Are we going to get the boat? Are we going on the trip? I feel as if there are not, I know that The Price is Right had a second life post Bob Barker. It was never the same stats, never the same. Well, no, no one's ever going to beat Bob Barker. But you know, Brian's right. Like, we owe everybody an apology. If you don't immediately mention Price is Right as your sick day TV watching, then you've made a mistake. And we absolutely haven't. By the way, have your pet spayed or neutered. Also, you know who else was in the mix? It was like a Sally Jesse Raphael or like a Ricky Lake, you know, something like that. At four o'clock, Oprah would come on, and I'd be like, "Man, I can squeeze in a couple minutes of these of this marital issues topic before my mom gets home from work." You know what I mean? Eat a little bit of. You know what else it, we haven't talked about here? The stay at home from sick 
school snack, right? Your parents aren't there. Mm. You're you're sneaky watching The Price is Right. You're sneaky watching Jerry Springer. What was the snack of choice for you? Mine was always a chip of some sort, a Doritos, or you could just get the classic chips with the melted cheese, pop that in the microwave for a minute, you're good to go. Wait a minute, how sick were you if you're firing up nachos when you're on your day off? Listen, just because you have the sniffles doesn't mean you can't enjoy some nachos. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't miss a day of school unless I was bleeding out of my eyes. So I was in a different space than you were. Yeah, my dad would always be like, I don't believe it. You're not sick. But, you know, sometimes you just have to play sick. and get a, Sometimes you just need a mental health day. You know what Amen. I'm saying? And there was nothing like the price is right to do that. All right. He's St- Rob Stats Guerrero. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thank you so much for the phone calls. You can continue to weigh in. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. But coming up next, we're going to continue to weigh in on Damian Lillard's future. Should he stay in Portland? And if not, where should he go? Plus, what are some of the critical questions we have between now and the start of free agency. All of that next. Keep it here. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. It would actually be the perfect timing for Portland to move on now that they do have the heir apparent. I hear a lot of speculation around Draymond Green and Dame Lillard spending a lot of time together. Can that be possible for Golden State? The best thing he can do is leave the Trailblazers because maybe he can go somewhere where he has the shot at the championship he obviously wants. If Damian Lillard says, I don't think we can win with this roster, then I'm going to say, well, it's your choice. Do you want out? And let him make the decision right there.
Is it time for Damian Lillard in Portland to part ways? That's what we're talking about here on Stats and Smalls, also known as Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, alongside Rob Stats Guerrera. I'm Michelle Smallman. And that's the conversation of the day. Should Damian Lillard stay in Portland? And if not, where should he go? We want to hear from you. Join us on in on the conversation on the Canty and Carlin call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 729 Three seven seven six, and we go to the phone lines right now. Sean in Houston is checking in. Sean, should Damian Lillard stay in Portland? And if not, where do you want to see him go? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And um, no, he shouldn't stay. Um, I don't know the uh, requirements of trade restrictions, but why not look at some type of sign and trade deal with Boston for Jalen Brown? Thanks a lot. First thanks, of all, Sean. was that Sean in Houston or was that Scottie Pippen? Wow. Sean, thank you for blessing us with the phone call. Wow. <laughs> Should we keep him for the rest of the show? That was an unbelievable set of pipes there, Sean. You know, stats, some people just have a voice where you they are blessed with that type of a voice. You're like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you in media? Because I, I could listen to Sean in Houston talk all day. Yeah, that those are pipes. That is... <laughs> Outstanding. What, I don't even remember what he what did he ask. <laughs> he was saying, "What about uh, a situation with Boston? It, oh, should well. they move on from Jalen Brown and bring in Damian Lillard to pair him with Jason Tatum?" The problem is that Dame doesn't want to go to Boston, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to play there, and so while it would be cool to think about and talk about, all this has to be good with him first. And if not, that's sort of the deal breaker. Yeah, didn't he say in an interview recently when he was asked about different landing spots and Boston was mentioned that he he kind of shrugged that off? So it doesn't seem like he's that interested in it. And um, yeah, I don't know. For, they would have to move on from Jalen Brown. And I guess that's the question at hand. Like, is he worth the Supermax? Do you think that even if Damian Lillard was somehow interested, do you think that would be a better fit? I do wonder, I know they're so young in Boston, but it's also like, it's not their first or second year together. They have taken a few bites at the apple. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. I'll say that. I hadn't really given it a ton of thought up until now, but I I could understand a world where they tried it. I don't think they will, though, even if he was interested. So we're going to be talking more about Damian Lillard and his future throughout the show. But Stats, there are some other critical questions that we both have between now and the start of free agency. First and foremost, first and foremost, excuse me, Chris Paul, he's now in Golden State. He's not an option for the Lakers. So what does Rob Palenka do? What's the next move for L.A.? This may not be super helpful, but... Don't listen to LeBron James. I feel like LeBron James, the GM, is like Bill Belichick, the GM. Not the best thing that they do. Uh, I know there was talk of Kyrie. I, I don't know. I think the ship has sailed on that marriage. I really do. It's you know, it's not a few years ago. It's just because you get the same names together doesn't mean it's going to work out the same way. The problem with the Lakers is everybody that you bring up, the first reaction is, eh, you know, uh, okay, yeah, but. And that's the problem that Rob Palenka has. Yeah. Do you want to keep the same group together and try to run it back? Obviously, pushing for a championship while you have this window with AD and LeBron is top of mind. You've got to keep that window open. But the Kyrie thing is so interesting to me, Stats, because it's so high risk, high reward. (laughs) He's obviously an incredible basketball player. He's got elite, elite skills, but you don't just get Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. You get Kyrie Irving, the person. And as we have seen, basically everywhere he's gone, that can be a volatile situation. It doesn't necessarily work out the way everyone thinks it's going to. Now, 
where's the last place he had true success with LeBron James? So I think that makes Rob Polinka's decision a little tougher because you do have that sample size of what it was like when Kyrie was with LeBron. He's come out and said that he regrets the way that all deteriorated and that he might do it over. So maybe he comes in with a different mindset if he gets that opportunity. But I don't know if that's the right move for them. If I was Rob Polinka, I'd be nervous to bring in Kyrie. And the other thing with the Lakers is they basically remade the face of their team at the trade deadline last year. They could argue like, look, we don't know that we have to make crazy drastic changes because we already kind of did that. And we were really good down the stretch last year. Maybe we've put together the right mix already that if we had a full offseason together and a full year next year, maybe we've already made the improvements. Yeah, you have to think, are we better as we are now, maybe adding some depth pieces, or do we go out and bring in somebody like Kyrie? But you have to wonder, Stats, too. Father Time is undefeated, and we've heard a lot about LeBron and the load management, and when you just look at the amount of time that that guy has played, the hours that he's logged, and all of the playoffs and championships runs, you you just have to wonder, too, down the stretch, if they do keep it intact and they don't bring in reinforcements for him, if that's the right way to go either. He needs something. Because you're right, time leaves no fruit on the tree, and <laughs> he he has to save himself for those you know those big moments, those moments where he has to make a push. And the problem is, if you don't have a good enough team around him, those moments don't come up as often because you're not in the mix. And so they're going to have to figure something out. I don't think it's Kyrie Irving, but I don't know who it is, and I know that's not helpful. But that's why they pay Rob Polinka what they pay him. He's Rob Stats Guerrero. I'm Michelle Smallman. Again, give us a call on the Canty and Carlin call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you. Should Damian Lillard stay in Portland? And if not, where should he go? We're going to discuss that and other questions that we have before the start of NBA free agency. But coming up next, Melvin Gordon said that running back is the worst position to play in the NFL. Is he right? We're going to discuss it next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Alongside Rob Stats Guerrera, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And Stats, lots more to get to in the NBA, but the NFL is a year-round subject matter. And... I want to talk to you now about the running back position. We know that the running back position has certainly changed over the past few years. The value of the running back position has shifted over time. And Melvin Gordon, who's a free agent running back, joined the Jim Rome show. And he talked about how it's a tough position to be in right now. It's just so tough for running backs right now, man. You have a lot of running backs that's out there. and We just don't get no love. It's literally the worst position to play in NFL right now. It literally sucks. Can you point to when that happened and what happened? Why is that? After Ty got paid, you know, Sean McVay came out and said, I'll never pay a running back again, and I'll just, you know, use them and then, you know, rotate them out. I think after that statement was made, and then I think they won the Super Bowl, everybody just followed suit, I think. All right, Stats. Melvin Gordon saying it sucks right now to be a running back in the NFL. We know that the value has shifted. This was one of the most highly coveted positions in running backs now. It feels like guys are used early and often, and then by the time they hit 30, we're talking about them trying to find a home. So what happened to the running back position? The rookie wage scale happened to the running back position. I think teams, you know, like that early contract, yeah, that was there, but I think most teams kind of figured out We don't ever have to pay a running back. I certainly would never pay a running back. Think about it. If you take a guy in the first round, you get him for four years. Then, if they're good, you can pick up their fifth-year option. Then, if you still want to keep him around, you can franchise him. And then you can franchise him for a second straight year before it becomes like completely outrageous to do so. So I've got you for seven years. Mm -hmm. The average NFL career is three and a half years. If you get drafted at 22... I get you for seven years. You're 29. I want no part of a 29-year-old running back. I would never, ever re-sign a running back to a second contract in the NFL. I know that sounds terrible, and it's it's awful for the running backs, but that's how these teams think. So basically you're saying these teams squeeze as much as they can out of the position early on and then discard them. Yes. Running backs are like golden grams. They're <laughs> awesome when they're fresh, but the second they get soggy, they're awful they're garbage and you got to throw them out and that's how teams treat running backs you know i don't think a stale golden graham's that bad you know what i do think is bad stale of an vanilla wafer those are trash if they get stale yeah. too crunchy i i like vanilla that's my favorite cookie so <laughs> careful <laughs> careful how you okay, speak about I'll- the wafer I will tread lightly on vanilla wafers. Okay, so we talked about the state of the running back position and how it's evolved, but let's talk about Saquon Barkley and his future with the Giants. When you look at the state of the running back position, excuse me, how do you think that that impacts Saquon? Because we look at him as a really important part of that Giants offense, but do you think it will shift the way we view him moving forward? I don't, if I'm the Giants, look, it's sign the franchise tender or sit out. I'm not doing anything special for you, Saquon Barkley, because I don't need to. I can replace most or some of your production not that without mu- that much effort. And perfect example, right? 
Christian McCaffrey was on the Panthers last year. Mm-hmm. Gets traded to the 49ers. Does a phenomenal job with the 49ers. Was the biggest reason for their offense. But Carolina, to end the year, they ran for 888 yards down the stretch last year on 188 carries. That's almost five yards per carry and 150 yards per game without Christian McCaffrey. You don't need to spend money in this area because you can replace the production. I think it has way more to do with your offensive line than, than sometimes people want to admit. Certainly running backs, some of them want to admit. And so if I'm the Giants and Saquon Barkley, it's, look, these are your two options. Sign the franchise tenure or don't play for anybody, but that's it. There's no negotiating here. And look how it turned out for the last guy that didn't sign his franchise tenure and Le'Veon Bell. He skipped out, yeah. missed out on that money. He was never the same player after that. Saquon's in a very, very tough spot. So you're basically, you think that his, his the numbers have plateaued and his shelf life is coming up, and so he's in a really tough spot. It, basically, the Giants are in the driver's seat here. A thousand percent. Then that's exactly how the owners have set it up with the franchise tag. That's the point of the franchise tag. It's just to prevent you from getting to free agency and to control where you play. Give the team that extra year of control. And it stinks for Saquon. It stinks for running backs. I want to say that. I'm pro player. I want all these guys to get paid. But these are the rules. I didn't write the memo, but I've read the memo. And the memo says he's stuck. So with running backs having this short of a shelf life and players knowing that they are interchangeable and that unless they really capitalize early in their career, they're probably not going to get the payday that some of their peers are. I wonder how that's going to affect it at the college level or or even before that. If you're a player that really stands out at that position, but you know you're projected to be an NFL talent, is this something that you're considering? You're thinking, hey, I know that I'm not going to have the type of longevity that some of my teammates are. Do you want, I mean, depending on your size, your skill set, all of that. I just wonder how that might change young players' opinions of the position that they want to play. It would change my mind if I, look, I'd have to be a totally different person, much <laughs> much bigger, much more skilled in a variety of areas. But how could you not look at it that way? Start Get on the jugs machine, work on those hands, become a wide receiver. You will make infinitely more money as a wide receiver and probably have a longer career too. I wouldn't blame anybody that says, I'm not doing running back. There's no future in it. And what about from a front office standpoint? You know, Saquon went early in the draft, but you're not seeing running backs really going the way that they used to. I wonder from a front office perspective, if they're noticing this drop off, how they view it. Oh, I think they absolutely know it. They're like, look, would we love to have this guy on our team? Yeah, but we're not going to pick him when we know we can get a guy in the third, fourth, fifth round that will be maybe not exactly as good, Mm -hmm. but close enough to justify the massive difference in salary. And in the NFL, things are always cyclical, too. I know that the writing is on the wall with the running back position, but I do wonder if we will see it come around where we're valuing the running back in a different way in a few years. Look, I guess it's possible somebody comes up with a crazy way to use them. Um, But I think as long as the rookie wage scale is there and I can control you for seven years of your career, I I think they're stuck, to be honest with you. He's Rob Stats Guerrero. You can follow him on Twitter at Stats on Fire. You can tweet me at M Smallman. That's M O N, not M A N. I know it's a, a pretty confusing thing, but M O N. But coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, former Buccaneers and current Jet safety Jordan Whitehead says the Jet situation is kind of the same as when Tom Brady came to the Bucks. Is Whitehead right? Is this a turnkey situation for Rodgers and the Jets? We'll talk about it next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app.
Canty and Carlin, the podcast.